Paper Room, episode 20. What's up, everybody? Wow, we made it to 20. Good day. We are no longer teenagers, as Isha said in their pre-service meeting. Yeah. Episode 20. 20, uh, they rolling. A while back, or like last month, I saw a stat somewhere that said 90% of podcasts don't make it to 20 episodes. Wow. So we're... We really made we it. We made it. Yeah. Mama, I made it. Man. Wow. And we couldn't have done this without you guys, so thank you all. For real. All of our Paper Room listeners and maybe Listen, some fans. like share all of it watch we gotta subscribe. do that um that live audience again oh that'd be cool we did that yeah. one time yeah for yeah with time. three people no it was like six <laughs> people yeah it was like six people there hopefully we can get 20 people the next time we that'd be great let's do it let's, let's pack the place with paper room cool. uh hey we are a young adult <laughs> podcast just trying to navigate uh help you navigate the craziness of life as you go through multiple decisions uh as you're trying to follow jesus in our current culture a lot of stuff happens in our culture and our hope is just to speak some life into you uh and also to help you uh follow <laughs> jesus so it's been a fun ride uh and today's gonna be really great i think it's gonna be a cool episode uh but before we do that you should get us started with something else yeah I want to do my little. I should have introed it, but I was gonna do like a. Ba -da -ba 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 -ba. Okay. Like All right. Little, well, I know. think that'll suffice. <laughs> I think segments should be fun, you know. So I'm like picturing like a little room circus segments. clown juggling or something. I don't know. Anyway. Alrighty. Uh, yeah. So this segment really has absolutely nothing to do with our topic today that's all right but i thought of it because i think that some some of these things can be pretty funny or pretty pretty interesting. So I'm gonna ask you all, what are your top three most hidden hidden talents god though most hidden <laughs> talents okay all right i'm gonna let you go first this is gonna sound bad i don't think i have no hidden talents because like all my talent i have to display so okay. i don't like i don't i can't juggle um I don't know if I have a hidden talent. I like to cook, but that ain't really hidden because people eat your food. Yeah. Um, or I guess what what would young adults like? Like what would our community not really guess or think about like, oh, that, I didn't that you can, can do? That. Yeah. I don't know. Like cooking could be one. Like, <laughs> I really, I really, I really don't know. That's very. That's a stumper. I'm stumped. <laughs> hidden talent. Yeah, I feel like I'm not good at a lot of stuff. Uh, but I, I mean, Whoa. I always speak down to myself. Uh, not don't speak down on yourself, everybody. Positivity yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, we display what we do. <laughs> I, I, like I can't hold nothing back. I'm not yeah. that good in life. I got to use uh, all my tricks. I will joke and say one of my hidden, not super hidden, but it's kind of more hidden now because I don't do it as often. Is I do play guitar. Some people actually, yeah. some <laughs> yeah, people don't, don't really go. know that about me. Yeah, because yeah. my wife showed me a video of you. Did she show? Did summer show you a no, long time hasn't. ago? Of you, it's I, like a CCC service, and you were strumming oh, and on, strumming bro. and strumming. Uh, so I, I play guitar, and it was funny the other day. Uh, Ashley, one of our young adults, she saw a picture of me playing guitar at our Alice campus at a, at a worship night, uh, and she goes, "Oh, Pastor Jenny, I know you play guitar." And I was like, oh, no, that wasn't me. Like, there's a guy that goes to Alice <laughs> that, that everybody says looks just like me. She's so like, wow, like, that's crazy. He does uh, look and I was like, I'm just joking. Like, I had to believe But it. another but, thing is, but like. I, I, I used to do that a lot. And I, I love worship a little bit. Disney but, did that yeah. running movie about you and your team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you talking about McFarlane? Uh, that's what it, was that USA? your team? No, it was not my team. Okay, uh, but when I do watch that movie, I, I think about our yeah. cross country days. I ran cross country, <laughs> but I wouldn't call that a hidden talent. 
I was good in high school. Okay. But I am not good anymore. Like, not even a little bit. Well, most um, high school athletes are like So, that. I would say that's a hidden, gone talent. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It still counts. Yeah. But yeah. I can't do it anymore. What's your hidden talent? Well, yeah, I don't think I can come up with three, because three is a bit much. Three is a lot, yeah. I thought of... Um, well, I was in theater in high school, so I have some acting talent. I do act, but I think... But there's not much opportunity to do that, like, in what I do. We gotta change that. But um, We gotta bring back the um, theater ministry in church. Yeah, I got I mean, another one that's okay. that's interesting. Um, my hidden talent, because I had never done this before until I needed to, so it was hidden to me, mm. was changing diapers. That ain't no oh. hidden talent. I had no idea how to do it. That's survival, bro. And it, and I wow. survived. And I was like, I think I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. Change you were a natural at I was a diapers. natural at that, but that may not be a talent. Uh, now, my wife might listen back to this and be like, you could have said da-da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I really don't think I have a hidden talent. It's because people that are close to us and love us see the talents inside of us. So Amen. that'll preach somebody. You is kind. <laughs> that you is, is another, another podcast for another day. Yeah. Uh, man, you stumped us on that one so hard. <laughs> that was uh, good. We had we no each idea. We had like one. That was very uh, good. That was good. All right, I love it. Uh, so let's get into today's episode and today's topic. Uh, a word getting thrown around. Not, I don't like to say thrown around. Sorry. A word getting used a lot right now <coughs> in the Christian church world uh, is the word revival. Yeah. Right. Because uh, we just uh, came off what I think is going to be a historical moment talked about for decades. Uh, books, maybe a Netflix documentary. Right. That'd be great. Um, hopefully not a, a rise and fall documentary. Uh, but sorry about that uh, <laughs> but uh, something that we just got to experience from uh, for a lot of us from a distance to see on social media and to see what happened was the Asbury uh, revival mm -hmm. uh, so I want to kind of get started uh, and just talk about like what happened at Asbury. I know for some of you guys, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on TikTok, whatever, you probably saw a ton of videos of just a room full of college students worshiping that then blew up. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you kind of had an idea, you don't really know what happened. Uh, we don't have all the details. We, neither one of us went, uh, no. right? You didn't go, right? I don't think. Um, no, I couldn't drop everything and I know, yeah. go to where the revival was some people were doing that it was in kentucky uh and so some people were literally hopping on airplanes and going to the revival uh which we can have some thoughts about that uh otherwise not uh but i want to talk about the theme of revival um and obviously leading up to that we uh got to see something of with the asbury revival movement um i don't know how much you guys know about this but just to kind of give some context uh on february 8th uh, asbury university was just doing a normal chapel service right uh that is if you go to a religious school a lot of times you're required to go to chapel yeah uh, so they're doing a normal chapel service. From my understanding, and just some, from some little research, uh, they have different uh, faculty that uh, teach the chapel service. Mm -hmm. And so it was the assistant soccer coach that was leading this chapel. Mm -hmm. uh, and this guy, he's a lot like Moses. You know, he's like, I don't really talk very good, but you know, God's calling me to do this. So I'm gonna make it happen, right? Uh, if you know anything about Moses, he felt like he was not a good communicator. That's why he had Aaron with him. Um, and so. Uh, the, the funny thing was, because now we, we look at it from hindsight, that this revival lasted for oh, what, 12, 15 days, yeah, something like, like that. two weeks before um, they had to shut it down. And so what happened was this guy goes up and preaches, and he felt like it was a dud. He uh, texted his wife. Then he texted was. his wife mm. and said, hey, uh, I, some of the fact that that was a dud, I'll be home in a little bit is what he told her. <laughs> oh, my her. God. Uh, dude didn't go home for like 15 days or something <laughs> like that. Um, but, but what happened was at, during the response time, um, about 20 students stayed and prayed, um, and they just continued to pray. And there's a story of one student who prayed for a while. He left, went to class, came back, and he heard worship continuing. So he's like, oh, what the heck? So he goes back in. 
in and then it's just hundreds of students are now in there worshiping yeah uh which then led to literally 24 7 multiple days multiple weeks of just continued worship uh which then led to what we now call the asbury revival mm -hmm. um and so it's, it's just crazy to see what happened um and it obviously started like just with the the, the chapel students uh then kind of grew to the college and then neighboring colleges and uh christian people from around the area started driving there and going there as they heard about it uh to then really like a I think a global impact that people are literally flying from like other countries mm -hmm. to this thing. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, influential pastors, worship leaders were attending this now as well. Mm -hmm. uh, got to the point where people were just waiting hours outside to go into the Asbury Chapel. Um, and I was just reading like interesting stories that people were like literally taking uh, food and water and coffee and just setting up stations for people. Uh, and apparently like people were posting up QR codes of like, hey, if you traveled and you need a place to stay, like scan this code wow. and we'll find residence for you. Um, and I was like, that's kind of crazy. I don't know if I would have scanned that code, but that's you yeah. know, interesting. It crippled the city. Yeah, um, they were not ready. Like the city yeah. could yeah. not handle the uh, the response mm -hmm. and, the, and the, I don't, I don't want to say uh, fanfare, because it's not fanfare, but you know, it couldn't handle the people seeking and the mm -hmm. people wanting to be a part of that experience and that that's just always really cool to me yeah um that you know a move of god because i guess you know as we go for further in the podcast we'll discuss but a move of god can can attract that kind of attention mm -hmm. to where the city's like hey y'all gotta help us out right mm -hmm. you know yeah no it's, it's crazy um and obviously it went viral and and i i I'm more like optimistic and we'll get into this topic here in a second of, of just kind of like, like general reaction and response mm -hmm. to the revival. Uh, I'm always more on the optimistic side. Um, so I'm, I'm super inclined to think that their intention was not to go viral. Like their intention was to have a chapel service because it was required <laughs> for the school and they do it every week or however often they have to do it. Uh, and it's just literally like, the spirit showed up and just moved and so yeah. they were just obedient in that moment uh so i don't think their intention was necessarily to go viral obviously it happened because of our culture people busting out phones and this is taking place to where now like multiple universities across the country are now starting to do worship nights and things like that which is a whole different thing um but of course they went viral because the culture we live in and how how news travels so fast but i truly think that when something like this goes viral where so many people from the outside are now looking towards this, uh, it can create a lot of confusion, a lot of questions. And I think one of the <laughs> biggest questions that it created, especially for the church world, was, is this real? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, which is such an interesting thing that we can, we don't have to get into this, but like, it's funny that it's, it's church people. They want to argue if this is real. Like, I wonder what non-Christians thought about this. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know if they're thinking like, is that real? They're probably thinking those people are crazy, which is what they thought in Acts. Like, man, Absolutely. Those, those people are drunk. What, what's going yeah. on over there? Um, but but the church culture on, on Twitter, on social media was like, is, is this real? Uh, was there yeah. questioning? And so um, a question I have that I would love to just kind of hear your thoughts. Um, well, one, maybe for you, if you had initial thoughts of Asbury when you started seeing you know, posts about this, like what were your initial thoughts? Uh, but two, um, why do you think so often we have a reaction of criticizing versus celebrating what's mm -hmm. going on. What'd you think about it when you heard about it? Well, it was kind of interesting because I mean, I, I feel like I'm pretty known for not just be, not being cultured and not being educated on things. I don't know why, <laughs> but I just You're find out about decade. things very late. <laughs> so when you find out about I it, found day, out day about 11. This, 
from people asking me how what I thought about it and like what's going on. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Day eleven. So before I saw anything, I was told like, "Hey, yeah, did you hear about that?" No, I don't know what's going on. But um, once I saw you know pictures and videos, and then I understood like, okay, what's what's actually going on? Mm-hmm. Um, like my brain resorted to what what i define revival or what i've known revival to be from my experience which which has only been pretty much what i've seen in movies mm. from back in the day okay like that to me is like oh okay that's like revival like the tent like leap of faith like elvis and like you know like you know like back in the day when they would have yeah. evangelists and traveling yeah. you know Yes. Um, Elvis you know, was preachers. a gospel singer, wasn't he? Like before his career, he or sung no? gospel. He released he, several gospel albums. Yeah, and like he I went to. Like, I haven't revival. seen that movie yet. So I need to watch it. But um, that's that's kind of how I found out about it. But but also, um, I don't know if anybody else listening can relate to this. But I just felt kind of like this is this is new for the time. I, that's how I felt. Like like wow i haven't seen something like this Mm. like before really honestly like Mm -hmm. in in our modern time like i haven't seen something that um that just arises like this that involves so many people and what i believed was like okay this is real like i didn't question that at all um but i can i can see why um other Christians would take a step back and once they start to learn, you know, like how many people were involved or how many days or, you know, just kind of like the details of the event. Um, it's because of what we've come to experience. And it's kind of a sad thing that, you know, we've we've experienced the fall mm. of of different churches mm. or, um, you know, high, highly known, um, you know, pastors and preachers and we've just come to know and recognize like, okay, some bad things happen out of good places, out of good people. Um, And so I think that a little bit of doubt starts to arise in our minds just naturally. Um, Sometimes it's, you know, blatant, like, ah, you know, like, right. Yeah. Yeah, But other times it's just, it's just a genuine concern, I think from people, you know, like, well, I hope that what's happening there is is authentic you know i hope that the people that are attending they um they are really witnessing and feeling the the spirit and not something else you know and i think that um just based on what we've seen like just in history and in past like that that becomes more of like well i'm gonna wait a little bit to to like celebrate and to you know like blast this and be happy about it until i know all the details or until i know um more facts and and everything laid out in front of me so that i can understand and see with proof and evidence and things like that even if we believe in a god that that tells us you know walk by faith and not right. by sight Ooh, that's know? good what do you what feel you just said, it's good. yeah it's good yeah what was your reaction my initial reaction was just to be candid um like this is a long church service like, okay, it didn't stop. Okay, I, I wasn't, I wasn't skeptical, but you know, originally I'm like, this is okay. This is, that's cool. Okay, you know, um, and then as it as it continued, you know, my posture changes from just like, oh, that's cool, to hey, you know, God could be up to something. Mm-hmm. 
you know and so that that's that's kind of what i went through like oh that's cool that's dope long service never ending young adults on fire mm. that's really neat you know my one of one of my hearts and one of my desires in ministry is to connect uh with young adults been doing it for you know several years so i went from oh that's cool to oh man god could really be doing something um i think when you look at acts and, and you look at the scriptures they're always at least three reactions to a move of god an authentic move of god and the, the first reaction is that it is attractive mm. um so when god genuinely moves it's going to get attention right mm -hmm. okay you know um it's going to get attention but then it's also going to draw attacks mm. so that's to be expected effective ministry authentic moves of god are going to be attacked um uh and then authentic moves of god are going to try to be analyzed because there are people who claim to know god who may not be experiencing god mm, yeah. like the people are now experiencing god and yeah. so they're going to analyze it right. so you know it's going to be attractive uh, it's going to be attacked and it's going to be analyzed and i think we saw all of that oh, yeah. at work in the asbury revival but 100%. then there's a there's another reaction that i think that I think we need to lean into more versus just being attractive to it or analyzing or attacking it. And that's to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the fact that in 2023, God is moving yeah. on the hearts and minds right. of young adults in this generation. Yeah. Because the spirit, Jesus describes the spirit like the wind. He said the wind goes where it pleases. Like you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we, we can't, we can't stop how God chooses to do no. uh, what he does. So th that, or where God chooses to do it. <laughs> huh? Or where. Or God. where. So yeah. just enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Oh, but some people there ain't real. Well, you read the book of Acts and the spirit of God is moving in Samaria. Mm -hmm. And it was it was wackos in Samaria. Okay. It's going to be crazy jokers everywhere. Yeah. Half the people in your church. Sometimes it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? You wouldn't dare say, oh, God's not here in my church. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you, I, I just I just would be very cautious to always attack. And just I would be cautious to just always just be attracted to what God is doing or to always analyze what God is doing. When I believe God really, really drops his presence on us in those real tangible mm -hmm. ways, those extraordinary ways yeah. so that we can enjoy it yeah. and be empowered by him so yeah uh that's really good and kind of two things that i thought of for that uh one um i think that's one of the beauties and difficulties of social media is it's beautiful that we get to see it mm -hmm. right yeah. mm -hmm. otherwise we would have read it in a book you know 30 years from now or 20 years from now i don't know we're in an article or something yeah but we get to experience it live you know uh, they're literally live streaming at one point um and but the, the difficulty of it is then we feel like okay i'm gonna share my opinion on this platform that's gonna be led to attacking or analyzing this mm -hmm. thing that's going on versus mm -hmm. enjoying it like you said uh but two you know something you said that caught my attention isha was like why we've never seen anything like this or like not in my lifetime was because revivals literally happen every 30 40 50 to 100 years like where it takes <laughs> a lot of time for another movement of God like that to happen. I think it happened in Asbury, like in the seventies. In the seventies, yeah. Uh, but Pastor then, Rex talked about it when he was yeah. here. He was he was a part of it. And so um so yeah, it, it does and, and I think that's probably why 
the attraction was there, especially initially, is that so many people that maybe have been praying for something like this mm-hmm. heard about it and they were attracted to it because um, for them their thought might be I'm not I may not see this again in my lifetime mm-hmm. so I want to go see it in person yeah um, and it's it's just one of those things where if you don't experience something in person you're going to have probably a critical reaction yeah. towards it um, which you know I go back to doubting Thomas you know he's like I. Unless I see unless him. I see him, yeah. right? Um, and then what did Jesus do? He's like, "Well, see me, you know, touch my hand, right?" Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times when we're when we're not the ones in the forefront of experiencing what's going on, then we're going to have a criticism spirit about it. Uh, and I love Philippians chapter uh, chapter one, right? Um, you know, hey Paul, man, some people are doing this for yeah. Jesus, some people are doing yeah. that, but like, so what? Like Jesus is being being preached, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think I think I love that reaction of celebrating over criticizing especially early on like sure we may analyze it or whatever the case may be um but man god is moving um in yeah. a huge way and people always gonna want to co-op what god is doing or try to you know take it make it their own and god knows how to deal with that mm-hmm. um one of the things that that i believe you know when you study revivals and how the spirit moves and it, it it's always different right like the spirit moves uh, in a different way but the spirit always moves like with certain factors so the the simple preaching of the word of god mm-hmm. like that 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 brother felt like he gave a message that was a dud but he simply preached the word of god genuine worship of god mm-hmm. you know um you know their praise team. It was the student-led praise team. Right. You know what I mean? They they wasn't flashy. They wasn't overproduced. Jokers was up there in shorts and flip flops. Probably. You know. <laughs> yeah. the, the the genuine worship of God. Another thing I, I think is uh, a humble. I would say a humble awareness of the holiness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, like my favorite image from the Asbury revival is not the people but somebody took a picture and it like i don't know where it was like it was like from the balcony or whatever Mm -hmm. but it was showing uh the podium and people Mm -hmm. down there but on the top yeah holiness into holiness into holiness into the lord and and that's that's you know that's what the priest uh had to bear on themselves right um and so there's always a humble awareness of the holiness of god now, if those are the raw ingredients that the spirit always uses in new and fresh ways, that means this, the raw ingredients for revival are wherever you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so ain't no need to hate. Right. <laughs> ain't no need to try to curate or manufacture a revival. Right. Like, yeah. so, yeah. And then another thing that I love about it is TikTok and social media amplified this Mm -hmm. and i think about the itinerant preaching of past revivals amplified their revivals the newspapers amplified their revivals television amplified television and 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 newspapers amplified billy graham Mm -hmm. and now in this generation we see social media it's it's not a new thing to promote what's going on when when god is moving right that's right it's just we're using different channels of promotion now absolutely i don't I, I mean, obviously, I love the digital world, and so I don't think it's bad to use a digital world to show what's going on, um, and and it allows people to 
celebrate what God is doing. And, and I think celebrating is so good. That's a big part, big uh, part of our culture here at BT is we love to celebrate the way God's working. Uh, and I believe we're seeing revival here that literally there has not been a Sunday at BT Church that we have not seen a baptism. Right. And so we're seeing people go from death to life and we're seeing people experience salvation almost every single weekend mm -hmm. as well. And so um, like I think the other day on Slack, Louis posted, uh, hey, we got 84 salvations so far this year. And I was like, Man, we're like in February, man. This is wild. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> this, this is crazy. Uh, and Isn't that so, um, and, and revival might look different. Like, and, and I want to get into that here in a little bit of, of what revival looks like. Uh, what are some characteristics of it? Um, because, yeah, like I, I think we need to be careful with how we use that word. Um, because I think what can happen is it, it can be just thrown out there, right? Um, and so kind of walking through a little bit, like what do you think are some characteristics of revival? Like... Asbury went through a worship service. They didn't stop for a couple of days, and then now it's being clarified as revival. So, is revival like just a twenty-four-seven, you know, mm. continued worship, like through song, uh, or what are some aspects that need to be included um, of of what's happening from a platform standpoint, of what's happening from a response standpoint, uh, for something to be like clarified? Okay, yeah, this is this is a revival that is taking place. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a, what did you call it, a stumper? A stumper, yeah. <laughs> that's a stumper for yeah. me. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, it is a term. Like, we, mm -hmm. people study revivals. Right. right, because they're events. Because they're events. I don't know if that's how God intends mm -hmm. for us to use the term revival yeah. because revival is such a work of the spirit and it's, it's, it's such, um, it's such a key point of how God wants to relate to his people. Like God continually, I believe wants to revive and renew his people mm. on a continual basis. Right. Um, I know sociologically or, you know, scholarly, it may have certain hooks and times and da 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 da. But I don't know if that's what that's what's in God's mind when He thinks of revival. I think when God thinks of revival, He thinks of His people uh, committed to His character, His word, mm -hmm. and open to His move. Yeah, and that can happen right now, today, right, right where you are. Um, and I think. We notice it. We notice it when enough people catch on. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like revival happens, and I don't know if this is bad to say, because the church has moved away from God so much. So it's like it. The church is it's not. New. It's not looking like what God desires for us to look like. That holiness into the Lord. So then when the spirit shows up and worship happens and and the word of God is preached and people are responding, then it's like oh, like something big is going on here. Um, but when I just think about church history, when I think about the book of Acts, like revival happened in Acts chapter two. And I think the call of the disciples was to continue on in that, right? Mm -hmm. Not just have these these momentary events that these have These 40-year lapses. Right, 100%, <laughs> yeah. And so it shouldn't be to where, man, we haven't seen that in 100 years. Like it should be like, I mean, hopefully we're pursuing God in such a way that we yeah. are seeing this on a continual basis. And the church historically has tried to build into its rhythm mm -hmm. that sense of renewal and returning and and you know reopening to what god is doing 
and y'all know what that period is called? Lent. Right. Like the church historically has tried to build a rhythm of that called Lent. Mm-hmm. And and Lent is over. When is Lent over? Resurrect. You and know what I mean? Sunday. Like that that you know, and then what happens after the resurrection? Fifty days after that. Pentecost, the spirit, like there, there's rhythm in the church calendar. In the church calendar, so that we don't have to wait years for another mm-hmm. revival moment. You know, right. so it, you know, them jokers was on to something back then. Yeah, no, and yeah, so I just think revival looks like what normal Christianity should look like. Um, That's good. And but there is this reality that God just shows up in a in a big way in a specific place yes. where the spirit is present. And one of the things I wanted to do as I just kind of like looked at videos, read blogs, I mean even New York Times wrote a blog about that. So I just I think that's pretty mm-hmm. crazy that yeah. like to me like that's I celebrate that because it's like a non-Christian magazine that's writing about this Christian yeah. moment yeah. versus awesome. like, you know, Christian Christianity today writing about it. Like I think that's sure. cool too, but uh, when the New York Times gets a hold of it, like you then reach non-believers and mm-hmm. who knows how they're going to respond to this. Uh, but um, I wanted to to just hear from uh, somebody I knew that went to go experience it. So, um, you know, several people went. It was very attractive, like you mentioned. Um, but one of the things I wanted to do was just hear from a friend of mine who who got to go. Um, and so I just kind of asked him, like, what was your motivation in going? Why did you go? Uh, what were your thoughts when you were there? So he went, um, like, around day four. So he kind of heard about this for a little bit. Um, and then he got to a point where he's like, all right, I'm going to go check this out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, something's going on. They've, they've been worshiping for three days. Let, let me go <laughs> check this out. And he's a guy who, like, his grandpa was a revivalist. And so mm-hmm. he read his grandpa's journals and was like, now he feels called to that. And he's wow. a young adult. That's cool. And so he's been praying for this, right, for college students to step into that. He literally has a book called holiness unto the lord <laughs> which is what the phrase was there too so that was just like a cool moment that we talked about um but um i wanted to hear his response like what what was your you know uh just thoughts of, of going there um and he just said man he loved it like he walked in he felt the presence of god he, he felt the genuine spirit uh with humility and he said people were repenting which i think is part of what categorizes sociologically a revival like mm-hmm. is there genuine repentance happening uh one thing that uh martin lord joins says is um is part of a characteristics of revival is when you realize like how sinful you are, the mm. wrath of God, but then the blood of Jesus covering you. Yeah. And so there has to be some sort of genuine repentance to, I guess, be clarified or revival in his mind. Uh, but he said he saw all of that, like just people just in genuine spirit praying. Um, and so I just thought it was cool to hear from him. Um, and then right after he left is when he got like really wild because yeah. he was able to go in and go out. Yeah, but they, they had days. lines, yeah, hours and lines was, and all yeah. of that. And some people were just yeah. glad to be outside. And I think, building, you know, but, people don't need to chase revivals. They mm-hmm. need to seek God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not I'm not coming for people that went. That's right. not what I'm trying to say. But I do know, you know, I, I, I saw after this several other universities right. kind of pop up. I'm not knocking them. Right. But, you know, um, we we can't manufacture this. No. Mm-hmm. And and that was one of my fears is fabricating revival. Yeah. Uh, because what what was going on through social media, too, is like, look at what's happening here. Look at what there's not at this service. Versus what normally is at a church service. I hated right? those posts. Uh, right. I hated those posts. I mean, I'm the same way. And the reason yeah. why I hated those posts, here's why I hated those posts. Because they were like, oh, no flashy this, right. no flat, no lights, no cameras, no action, no that, and God moved. Right. And I'm like, okay, if you think that's the formula, 
formula for revival, mm. try it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because God likes lights. Right. He dwells in inapproachable light. Like, right. he don't mind light. God don't mind a sound system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? God don't mind none of that. And if you feel like just stripping, and I know they're not saying this, but I'm right. just, if you feel like just stripping your service down merits God moving in your service right. just because you say, mm-hmm. oh, we don't need all that, then you know what? You ain't going to have no revival. Right. Because it is, a revival is a manifestation, I believe, of the grace of God, which yeah. is right. God's unmerited favor. Yeah. And and part of my reaction to some of that stuff was so many churches don't have those things mm-hmm. and they are not experiencing revival the way Asbury did. Right. right. And so, and then my other response to and that too. And we got lights and I believe yeah. we, we're seeing people right. repent. And my other response to that too was um, people are then going to do those things to try to fabricate revival and it may not happen. Like, mm-hmm. And I don't think Asbury was intentionally trying to not do those things. No, Asbury was doing what they Asbury doing can do. the chapel. Right. <laughs> and yeah. they just happened to not have those things. And they're not going to add those things after the fact. Like, that'd be kind of weird. Right. Um, and so it, it was literally just a moment of the spirit showing up in a powerful way uh but i actually asked that question on social media just to see people's response of like what do you guys think of this um uh, of the the merit list i guess uh and not to knock that but it's just and i don't want that to be about this but um but it was it was actually interesting oh, seeing, knocking it. Seeing, no, uh, <laughs> seeing gen z's response to that like like i don't know if i really agree with all that like i literally think it would just kind of happen because i think at the end of the day young adults gen z whoever they just desire authenticity yeah. in whatever form that looks like. That's right. If you're going to pursue excellence because you are a creative director that loves to pursue excellence in the way you lead a light show, in the way you whatever way you lead worship, um, you know, then I, I think then you're honoring God in that. Absolutely. Uh, and they can see the authenticity of that, and it doesn't have to be in the form of simplicity always. Well, I'm just going to say this. Look at the opulence of the temple that David yeah, uh, designed and the opulence of the temple that Solomon actually constructed and you look at the money that was spent mm-hmm. and the gold and all of that and you know what it says on the day that they dedicated that thing the spirit fell in such a way mm-hmm. that the people could not minister right. so don't tell me that God's spirit won't move if a church decides you know have a little light little razzle dazzle i know we're not talking about that but i'm just saying look at the scriptures like read the bible Mm -hmm. don't you know because man they had i mean i don't i don't know what solomon's temple would have cost today to rebuild it's it's nuts but in our world of inflation but the spirit but the spirit fell on that yeah because people were Mm -hmm. people were about the heart you know um i want to close off with this what do y'all what do you what is your hope for to use a terminology revival uh for our young adults and and expanding upon our young adults for our generation mm-hmm. like what what do you hope would happen out of this i i feel like i'm already seeing stuff happen like kind of, like what you had said that this is a continual like when i when i hear in my character like my definition of revival um is is just taking the word like you're reviving something like you're you're going from either from death to life or from like walking in like very dark of the soul Mm. um you know hardship and and trial and like walking through like sin even as you're already like reborn um coming out of that Mm -hmm. like i've been revived now my eyes are opened or now 
um, I've been rescued. I've been and pulled Keller out. says that's one of the marks of the revival, like mm-hmm. sleepy Christians. Right. Yes, coming alive, and again. that's what I'm seeing in young adults already. Um, and so my my, but it's it's you know like it's starting, like it's I I believe it's here, but we're we're feeding the fire. Mm. You know that's what we're doing right now, and I and I I just picture and I see that young adults who are freed that are set free and they're walking in freedom and they're on fire and they have absolutely no shame for their faith and for the fire that's living in them Mm. they're setting other young adults free Mm -hmm. like they are pulling Mm -hmm. people under their arms under their wings and saying like hey you don't need to walk in that anymore you don't need to be in the dark of the soul anymore like i'm we're here walking together like this is more than just like oh you know like community group or this is more than this is more than just bible study like this is like hey i see something in your soul that's going on Mm. like can't let's let's get together and let's revive what is going on like right there Mm. um and and that is like multiplying like that multiplies because you're it's life revival and reviving something is bringing it back to life like opening it back up and it's living it's healthy it's like it's like a plant after you actually take care of it (laughs) it looks beautiful it's radiant it's shiny it produces fruit it's 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 contagious people people are attracted to it because of the radiance of it um and if jesus is the center of all of these things um and if jesus is at the center of that of that freedom happening then that happens anywhere Mm. and at any time and at any service because it's it's always with you it's just how many of those people do we have in our community you know Mm -hmm. like how many of those people that are like on mission like walking on mission for their fellow young adults like that's what my hope is like as we continue through this year because it's already wild like it's you know we're seeing like our bt young adults like so many of them are like stepping up and serving for the very first time and Mm -hmm. so many of them are like waking up to new things like new purposes or they're calling um i think it's just getting started so i just my hope is that like those people that we see that are on on that fire like they're they're seeing it and they're ready that they would multiply like they would make others not like them but to like bring them alongside them as follow jesus following jesus yeah that's good so you've been saying what you're saying is you've been killing plants I kill <laughs> Literally, I <laughs> do. You need to revive them. But, yeah. but something you said alone, I wanted to read this. It's Isaiah chapter uh, 57, verse 15. It says this. For the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy, says this. I live in a high and holy place and with the oppressed and lowly of spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly mm-hmm. and revive the heart of the oppressed that's so powerful because that's what god wants to do i believe Mm -hmm. in the lives of young adults and that's my hope for revival that the high and holy god who lives in the high and holy place holy is his name that young adults will see that he wants to dwell with them in their low place yeah and he wants to dwell with them in their oppressed place and revive them yeah and then here's my other hope for revival because i think past generations 
of the church have missed this. When people uh, that experienced revival, when they tried to come back into churches, churches wasn't ready for them. Mm. And so they had to go out, start their own thing. And what my prayer is that this generation of young adults experiencing revival, they don't got to go worship under the bridge. Right. You know, they ain't got to. They ain't got to try to find another space, mm. but that the church would say, hey, revival is is for the people of God. Like, you have a place here. Like, you you know, we may have to change some things. You may have to change some things. God is going to change all of us, but you don't have to you don't have to leave the church to walk in this new renewal that 100%. you're now experiencing. That's yeah. my prayer. That's good. Um, that's my hope for it, I love that, that. that we're ready to receive it. Uh, for me, I, I'm, I go back to Acts 2. I, I think revival, like I said earlier, looks like normal Christianity. Uh, and, and it looks like the breaking of bread, the communion. Put of that just on the shirt. Getting together. Put that on the shirt. Yeah. Um, just the fellowship, the prayer, and the listening to God's mm-hmm. word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be what should be just the moving forward steps of revival. Um, secondly, um, as, as young adults get to experience revival now, as you said, as they're hungry now, right? They're they're cultivating this hunger that I feel like they're having. Every time we have worship on a Tuesday night, I just feel like, man, young adults are hungry for this. Yeah, like they, nice. they they just love even the jokers that just be standing there. Oh, yeah. like a like a bump on a log. You, you know, know how I know they're hungry? They keep coming back. Yeah, come on, doc. Yeah, and so they keep coming back. So I feel like they're just hungry for this, right? Um, but understand this: that I think because I think one of the things that was happening with the criticism was this, is that that, rev- that revival happened there because young adults are hungry. I think that's so true, right? That's that's not false at all. But I don't think that's the only reason why revival happened. I think revival took place because of the generational prayers that came before them. Absolutely. Right, that so many faithful Christians back yep. in the day, generations before, were praying for this to happen. And their prayers led to young adults today now experiencing this. And so I want young adults to cultivate revival, to be a part of it, to experience it, but also to pray for the next one, right? To pray for the generations to come. So I have this picture and this, you know, I get charismatic every now and then. Come on. But I have this picture, and uh, when I was the paper room podcast is non-denominational. Yeah, <laughs> no, we Baptist. <laughs> it's Baptist budget paper. This, <laughs> but you know, I was thinking of the Asbury revival, and and you know, you just gently and threw out the topic. Hey, we're going to talk about Asbury. But I had this image of you know when you go to the the water parks and you go to the 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 little water places and. They have the bucket, the big bucket, mm-hmm. and it's filling up. And then after a while, it and just tip over. Well, it's designed to tip over. Right. Like, and in my mind, I was like, you know what? God has designed, like, he has designed to pour out on his people. Yeah. Like, that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. That's how he wants it to flow. And there are going to be some people that God designs to pray to fill that bucket. Right. Yeah. And then there are going to be some people that God is going to design to stand under that bucket when it tips out. But but everybody's involved. Right. 100%. And everybody's experiencing it. Right. And I'm like, you know what, God, if you just got me, if my prayer is just going to be one of the drops in that bucket mm-hmm. for the next revival. So be it. Come on. But I'm also praying, 
like Lord, let me be the one to stand yeah, under I that mug when it tip yeah. over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but but you know, yeah. however God designs it, we're all gonna be involved, right? So I and, love and, that, and that's a big point too. Like you know, Paul talks about that in First Corinthians. Like like every member matters. Yes, every mm-hmm. body. It, your body part is important to, to cultivate the entire body of the local church. Uh, and so I, I think for young adults, it's like, like feed the hunger, be a part of the church and come together. Cause, cause if you're going to go start your own thing, like whatever that's, that's trendy. Uh, but when you're able to cultivate that within the local church body with multiple generations living in the local church, yep. uh, I just think that's going to be like so powerful. And I'm telling uh, people right now, like, and I've seen it, I've been in ministry for a few years. I, I, I always see it like jokers that go and I, I say jokers, I don't mean this in a bad way. Like they're good jokers and bad jokers. I just, <laughs> it's just shorthand language for me. Uh, but there are people that go off, start their own thing, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh no, it's not a church. It's just a gathering. Yeah. We just want to seek God." And then two years later, yeah. at the eighty people, they're like, "All right, we starting the church. It's it's gathering church. We're well, gonna be collecting them tithes." Yeah, so exactly. We can and so I'm like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be real church. from yeah. the jump. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's just. That was for free. Young adults, we're praying for a revival for you. Um, we we love you, first off. Uh, and, and our hope is that we get to just be a small role in seeing you faithfully follow Jesus. And so uh, hopefully this this conversation benefited you to help you understand a little bit about there's so much that you can learn from revivals. Uh, so much of just beautiful church history. Go read a church history book. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like for like uh, what, uh, In Plain Language. Um is a great one. Yeah. Uh, the story of Christianity. Uh, Justo Gonzalez is a great Justo. resource. Just go read church history and just see how God moves in powerful ways, and you can just see the movement of God. But or just read Acts. Or yeah, read the book of Acts. <laughs> yeah, uh, be a great place to start. Uh, but we're praying for you as you continue to just cultivate that hunger that you have. Uh, just feed that. Uh, spend time with God and His Word. And root yourself. Uh, yeah. Root it. Stay but rooted. That's good. And if you have any questions, we're always here for you guys. Love y'all so much. Episode 20. Man. That was good. Revival. Yeah. Let's see it happen. Yes. Amen. Love you guys. 